There's drama all over the NFC West, except for in Los Angeles with the Rams. That's next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. You see it right there if you're watching us on our Locked on Rams YouTube channel. Why don't you go ahead and subscribe to that as well as click that. What is it? Is it a check mark? Is it a bookmark? Is it the plus symbol? Whatever platform you're listening to us on for your podcast, click subscribe to that as well. Not only do I host this show, I also host the Rams pre and post game show on their flagship station ESPN 710 right here in Los Angeles. Thanks for making us a part of what you do every single day. Speaking of the Rams and speaking of my other responsibilities with the team, um, I'm going to be out at Rams training camp uh, tomorrow, Saturday, July 30th. So if you are planning on coming out, why don't you come by and say hello? Tell me that you got a chance to listen to the pod. Tell me what you think about it. We can talk a little Rams football as well. So make sure that you do that if you are headed out to Rams camp. And I would suggest that you do because not only is it really cool to get to see the Rams, it's a lot of fun along the way as well. Okay, so I kind of want to turn this into three different parts here. I want to talk about the recruitment of Allen Robinson. Uh, Sean McVay was kind of talking about it and how he dragged Cooper Cup into it. I think it kind of gives you a little bit of insight as to what the Rams are doing um, behind the scenes and what they're doing to try to make sure that this is a sustainable product moving forward, uh, something that they've been very good at for, during the Sean McVay era. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Number two is kind of the drama that I'm talking about. We'll turn that into a bit of a two-parter. We'll talk about San Francisco coming up in just a little bit. Trey Lance is going to be their quarterback. And depending on who you listen to and who you believe, everything is great. Or this is a disaster. We'll talk about both of those possibilities in just a little bit. But let's start right here. And you could not have turned on your computer. You could not have looked at your phone. You certainly could have not have looked at anything on the Locked On Podcast Network uh, over the last couple of days and not gotten inundated with the Kyler Murray story. It is... <laughs> it, it's... I, I don't know if I have ever seen anything where everybody did exactly the wrong thing every single time. This may be a masterclass on how to sabotage your um, franchise player, how to potentially sabotage a player's entire career, how a player can be so unbelievably naive to accept something like this, bad agenting, bad management, bad study habits, all of it. For maybe the one or two people out there that do not know what I'm talking about, let me just kind of lay it out for you. The Cardinals gave the, uh, Kyler Murray a long extension and a very lucrative one, $200 plus million. Sure, it's going great for NFL quarterbacks and, and especially for good ones. And I think Kyler Murray qualifies as a good NFL quarterback. Shortly thereafter came the um, reports that there were some stipulations in the contract to, for him to acquire that money, all of the money, right? This portion of it was guaranteed, but the rest of it was going to be doled out if he met certain conditions. And we've heard conditions in contracts. Sometimes there's like physical fitness conditions. There are incentives that if you, you know, score so many touchdowns, you know, play so many games, so many snaps, you hit this threshold, you get a little bonus here and there. It's not what this was. What this was, was 
he needed to do his homework. He needed to turn off the video games. Turn off the TV while you're doing your homework, son. They are incentivizing him to the tune of tens of millions of dollars if he will commit to studying an additional four hours of tape on that week's opponent that is not actually done under the, the, the structure of a team environment. In other words, he's going to come into the facility. He's going to do the work. He's going to meet with the coaches. He's going to meet with the offensive coordinator. He's going to meet with the position groups. He's going to lift his weights. He's going to do all of those things. He's going to go to practice. He's going to throw. He's going to get ready. He's going to get his physical therapy, do all the things. But then when all of that is done, all the team required stuff is done. We want you to go study, say they're playing the Rams that week. Go study the Rams defense for one additional hour afterwards, four hours a week. Okay. So we're talking about potentially 45 minutes a day. That was written down by the team that's offering them all this money. It is an insane proposition. It's an insane proposition that it was offered because, A, if I have to ask you to do 45 minutes of extra work a day and I'm going to give you two, why do I want to give you all the money? Number two, why did Kyler Murray ever accept it? Number three, how did it get out? Number four, Kyler Murray then goes out on TV and, 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 and talks about, does a press conference about how, you know, it's insulting to me that people think I don't work. Hold on. No one made this up. No, th this was not Travis Rogers sitting down after watching the Rams beat the, the you-know-what out of the Cardinals in the wild card round last year and say, you know what? It doesn't look like Kyler Murray's doing his homework. He needs to spend more time getting ready. That's not opinion of some guy watching the game. This is his team. This is the, these are the people that presumably know him better than anyone else saying, he didn't study. We got to make sure he'd say, and it, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. The point of all of this is a Kyler Murray's reputation short of him going and winning a Super Bowl, is irreparably damaged because it, it now for better or for worse, fairly or unfairly, he's the guy that won't study. He's the guy that had to be told to turn off Fortnite to watch tape of the Seattle Seahawks. He's the guy that, hey, dude, can you just maybe not play Call of Duty tonight and maybe get ready for that Niners defense? Uh, I don't know. Are you going to pay me? It's, it's, I don't even know if that's, it, it, that's what it says. It's crazy. It's crazy. The reason I'm talking about that on Locked on Rams is very simple. This is great news for the Rams. This is great news for the Seattle Seahawks. This is great news for the San Francisco 49ers. This is great news for anybody that's ever going to go play because this is the very beginning of a terribly toxic situation, not the end. This will get far worse before it gets better. This indicates a quarterback that won't work. Again, not my opinion. That's the opinion of his employer, of a team that's so short-sighted they didn't realize that this was going to be a disaster, of teammates in that locker room. I don't care what anybody says. There are guys, wait, wait, what? They, they have to pay him to get ready to work? I, I don't get paid more if I do work when I go home and look at my iPad. Nobody has to tell me to turn off the Xbox if I'm going to get ready to play Aaron Donald. This is all good news for the Rams. This is good news for everybody that plays against Arizona and the Rams play against them twice. And quite frankly, depending on what we're about to talk about next with Trey Lance, that might be the second best team in the division behind the Rams. Your, your number one competitor doesn't do the work. His team had to incentivize him. That 
in your wildest dreams, in your wildest dreams, can you imagine the Rams having to tell Matthew Stafford, hey, listen, um, we really like you. We like, we're going to pay you all the money. Is there any way you can stay after class for a half an hour and do a little extra work? You know, just like four hours a week, just, just a little bit. Just, you know, you know, they, we, we want to get ready for Chandler Jones and, you know, we got to get ready for Bosa and just, would you mind sticking around for an extra half hour so we can go over a few things? We, we won't count it as time on the clock, but just a little extra. The Rams would never ask that. Matthew Stafford would never accept that. Matthew Stafford would never needed to be asked to do such a thing. And yet here we are. Good news for the Rams. More good news for the Rams, at least if you're listening to the people that report on the Niners and not the people that are actually on the Niners. Trey Lance also struggling in camp. That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events, the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Are there any odds on when the next bomb in the Kyler Murray thing drops? Because that's something I'd like to get down on. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you all covered for all of that. Head over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action and happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's go to the other team in the division that's having a little bit of uh, stuff going on with their quarterback at the moment. Uh, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers here. Uh, Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback of the Niners. We, that, that has been something that we've seen coming for a little bit of time, and uh, it's finally here, right? They didn't, they didn't do what they did in the draft a few years ago to have him sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for much more than a single season, and that's what's happening. Now, if you hear... The 49ers tell it, everything's fine. He, he's right on track. Can't wait to get started. We're optimistic and bullish on the 2022 season that we're going to have with the San Francisco 49ers. Remember, they got to the NFC Championship game last year. They were in the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. The Niners are very, you know, I'm, I'm going to give them the same compliment that I give the Rams over and over and over again. The 49ers are, are highly competent. They have a functioning GM in John Lynch. They have a functioning head coach in Kyle Shanahan, and they got really good players. There you go. That's what that's, that's what you need. And, and that's what they have, and that's why they're good. That a little bit unlucky with the injury bug, but so it's, it's a well-run organization, a team that is going to do things the right way. So they're going to a quarterback who, according to them, is on target. But if you listen to other people that have sources, I saw – Michael Silver on a podcast uh, who's been in the in and around the NFL a long time, specifically in the Bay Area for a long time. Saw Colin Coward talking about this on a podcast as well. And they were talking about how their sources, which they probably share a few, we, you know, all of us that do this for a living probably talk to the same group of, you know, a few hundred people along the way that he's all over the map. That, that he is not able to complete passes in controlled scrimmages in team drills that he is wildly inaccurate who knows right that you you know who knows what is going to happen to a guy when real bullets start flying maybe he gets better it's not totally unprecedented some guys need a little juice to to come along there's also the possibility that he's just not ready for this that he is not what they were hoping he's going to be which is a fully functional nfl quarterback in year two this, too, is very good news for the Rams. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, while not the second coming of Joe Montana or Steve Young, it worked. It's functioning. If all of a sudden you got a guy that, because he was just good enough for the Rams, you have to play it straight up, right? They're going to run it with Debo. They're going to throw it to Debo. They're going to throw it to George Kittle. They're going to run it in and run it again and run it again and run it again and force the Rams to get really physical to try to stop that. And then they're going to try to hit some guys. And it was a, it was a viable plan. It worked really well against the Rams right up until it didn't in the NFC championship game. But if I got a guy back there that can't hit open guys and I got Aaron Donald who can just pin his ears back and, and have a one-way go, if I've got Leonard Floyd getting ready to go do what he does and, and Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson and all the guys up front and I don't have to play the run first, I just know that, that, that I don't need to worry about him hitting a pass. Forget about it. And that's what they've got going. And these are not guys that are bomb chuckers. These are they just throw stuff up against the wall. You can see it. I, I will never forget when Jared Goff was at camp for the first time with the with the Rams, and watching it. And he was the first pick in the draft, right? And Trey Lance wasn't the first pick, but he was, what, he was number three. Um, and watching him, and then kind of looking around at the people next to me, saying, "Uh, what? That 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 guy?" Because I remember watching McCall and thinking. Yeah, I mean, he's, he'd make a nice throw here and there, but the, Cal sucks. Cal doesn't win any games. He's certainly not keeping them in games that they shouldn't be in, and then just, they, you know, the defense. He's like, this is, he's, okay, he's got some skills, but really? And then, okay, maybe I don't get it. Let's go watch. And then you go watch him, really, like, uh-oh. And then you watch him play a game, uh-oh. And then thank, you know, God bless Sean McVay rolling into all of our lives here in Los Angeles. He was able to fix it up until he can't. And this feels a little bit like that. This feels a little bit like somebody who maybe quite doesn't have what you're hoping to have. And look, the, the number one thing in the NFL, as far as quarterbacks go, it, it's funny. I didn't even think of it until it just popped into my head. There's two things that your guys got to do. There's two things that your quarterback has to do in the NFL if you want to have any chance at all. He's got to be the guy that's prepared, right? He has to be the guy that's in the facility and has a cot there and sleeps there twice a week, right? That is, there's no stone left unturned, right? Has anybody ever thought, you know what Aaron Rodgers' problem is? He just doesn't know what the hell's going on on the other side of the ball. Matthew Stafford, oh, he's first one in, or last one in, first one out. Never. Peyton Manning's the ultimate example of this. The quarterback, the reason that they make all the money, the reason that they're on all the commercials, the reason that they are the, the leader of the team, whether they want to be or not, is, it's the most important thing. And that's why they're the first ones there. That's why they go and study their film. That's why they go and meet with the wide receivers and go and meet with the running back and go and meet with the head coach and go and meet with the offensive coordinator and then go home and study over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because that's, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's number one. That's what Kyler Murray wasn't doing. And again, not my opinion, it's opinion of the Arizona Cardinals. Number two is, hey, I need you to throw it to him, and I kind of need it to go right where he's going to be. That's it, right? Very easy to say, very hard to do. Hey, if we're going to throw it to him, I need it here, not here, okay? I'll never forget, Sean McVay had a meeting. It's his whole thing. Got to sit in like a little chalk talk with him. Their whole offense was set up. I need that linebacker to take one step the wrong way. If he does, I got it. But I got to have a quarterback that can put the ball in the right spot because he, and he held his hands like just over his left shoulder. This is a first down every time he put his hands in front of his face. This is a 50-50 ball. Might work, it might not, right? The defender's going to have a chance to break this up, okay? 
He went over his right shoulder. This is a pick six the other way. That's what we're talking about. First down every time, 50-50 ball, pick six. And the difference between those three things is about two feet. Okay? If you can't not throw it in that bad one foot, I can't use you. That's Trey Lance reportedly. Things are looking up for the, the ramps when it comes to the opponents. And if you notice I haven't mentioned Seattle at all. It's because Seattle's in the middle of a rebuild. Who knows? I, I'm not going to be up late at night working, worrying about Drew Locke figuring out a way to torch the Rams defense. I just I feel pretty confident that that's not going to happen. I also feel pretty confident that the Rams are also going to be able to find a way to bring very, very good players into this organization over and over and over again. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right, so Sean McVay has gotten a whole bunch of credit on this podcast, and rightfully so, because I really do think that he's the most important person in the entire organization. You got to have Stafford, you got to have Cup, you got to have Donald. You need you, you need that, but he, he's the most important players. That being said, Sean McVay could be the genius that I believe that he is, and if he doesn't have good players, it, it, you know, you're you're capped out. You, they can be better than they would be with a worse coach, but you're not going to take the roster of the this year's Seattle Seahawks and turn them in to a Super Bowl champion if you've got somebody like Sean McVay there it does it doesn't work like that you got to have the guys so McVay was telling a story about how hard he was going after Allen Robinson this off this offseason he said I was selling my blank balls off to this guy and, and and he just over and over about how much he wanted to get him in there how much you wanted to make sure that you were able to do it and then he said quote and that's where the more comfortable you get with people the more comfortable they are with really being able to help. Then you can have it where they know, I'm really going to listen to you. That's really where things come to fruition. It's when you have two guys, hey, they had as much respect for Allen Robinson, and then you start seeing it through their lens, and you realize, man, these guys are as important as everybody. This is what I'm talking about. This is, this is the secret sauce that I don't know if you can recreate. You could spend every day with Sean McVay from now until the cows come home and watch him talk to a guy, and watch him recruit a guy, and watch him say what I just read to you, which is, hey, listen, you know, he's more times so you start to see it through their eyes, right? You can say all the words, but if it doesn't have the connectivity to the player, it doesn't really matter, and he's got it. He speaks the language. He, he's able to impart his passion into someone else and stoke theirs, and that makes that person better. And when he goes into Allen Robinson and says, this is why we got, I'm selling my, you know what off for you. It's not just, I'm, I'm, let me, let me change gears here slightly. What do you think the pitch? And, and, and I'm not even saying that he pitched this guy, but just the player X that that's the best free agent on the market or a highly sought after free agent on the market. And here comes Bill Belichick, who's a genius, right? Best NFL coach in the history of the world. He comes in and tells you his vision for you on his team. Okay. Here comes Sean McVay. What does that feel like? What, 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 which one of those do you think you're walking away from feeling better about yourself, feeling better about how you kind of fit in, in that culture, how it fits in with the other guys, how you fit in uh, schematically. Like you're going to walk away with, from Bill Belichick and say, yeah, he knows exactly. It's Bill Belichick. won the Super Bowl 750 years in a row. Yeah. But do you feel great about it? Or is it Sean McVay where it's, yeah, they're going to win. They win every year. He's there. They just won the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years before that. I know that they got in close a couple of other times. And man, that guy makes me feel good about what we're doing. 
man, he, he takes my opinion into consideration. He wants to know how I feel about these things. He's not Ron to Cincinnati. He's not that guy. Which of those two things do you think more people are going to be likely to gravitate towards? I'm not saying you're not going to lose a guy here and their money obviously is a huge part of this. But if money's the same over here as it is over there, and I got one guy that's just a, an unbelievably dynamic, charismatic, passionate leader who also isn't just a snake oil salesman but delivers the goods every single year, or some guy that's got this, the, the, the yap but this team sucks, or some guy that has no charisma or personality or, or passion, or at least outward passion, but that's, you know, he knows what he's doing. Which, which of those three are you picking? No brainer, right? The Rams got that guy. Got that guy. Can't get here fast enough. Training camp, June 30th. I'll be out there coming by and say hello. Make sure that you do that. Appreciate you listening to Locked on Rams. Click that subscribe button. Make sure that you get it in your podcast feed every single day. And thanks for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, listen to Locked on NFL podcast or national NFL experts and insiders, keeping you dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.